and welcome to episode 3 of Scott and Liam vs Evil. I'm Scott and tonight I ordered myself an individual sized pizza and I was embarrassed when I picked it up from the delivery driver at the door. I'm Liam and one time my dad shot a squirrel with a pinball gun. <laughs> I really hope that's true. <laughs> that is tonight, tonight, we, tonight we are talking about uh, two movies tonight and uh, uh, one movie is called uh, Houses of Halloween. Now we got this uh, movie free from Glasgow Fright Fest where you might have heard us talking about that if you listen to the first two episodes um, tonight we're going to be talking about and referring to it uh, by its American name, it's much cooler name and it's The House is October Built uh, but the first movie we're going to talk about is a movie that uh, Liam brought to my attention and it is called Murder Party I actually got this years ago on DVD and I watched it once and I fell asleep as I tend to do and just put it on the shelf and forgot all about it until this podcast and I was like, Scott, you need to watch this. Even though I couldn't remember Yeah, you picked it up as if, if you'd watched it and you thought it was brilliant. But... Thing. So I gave it to Scott. Scott said he loved it. It was brilliant. So I decided to take it back and actually watch it. And agreed that, yeah, we should do an episode on this. Mm-hmm. So, murder party. It's Halloween night in Brooklyn. Chris, a lonesome and unremarkable fellow, finds a mysterious invitation on the street and follows it to what he thinks will be a fun costume party. It turns out to be a lethal trap set by a gang of deranged hipster artists. Their plan is to lure someone to the remote warehouse base and ritually murder them as part of an extreme artistic event. It's all to impress their wealthy and sinister guru patron, who soon arrives with promises of grant money and his dead-eyed henchmen. As the booze and drug fuel night wears on, rivalries within the group flare up with violent consequences. A body count accrues and Chris must take advantage of the ensuing chaos if he's ever to escape the warehouse and survive the night. Uh, I love this movie, but the first question I need to ask is, the guy, your main character, you see him, he's a traffic warden and he's, he's putting some tickets on, on cars and it's a pretty, it's a menial job, it's a lonely job, he's, he's set something to have no life. But he's walking home on Halloween and he's walking down a street with no one on it and this mysterious invitation blows at his feet. So he looks around left and right over his shoulder no one there picks up the invitation opens it up you are cordially invited to the murder party and it gives an address half past seven come alone so he goes alright then <laughs> where, the, where the fuck would you ever go to somewhere called a murder party let alone right okay give you would suggest okay so since it's Halloween maybe it's just like a kind of that's you know a scary name for a party it's just some sort of party when the fuck would you ever find an invitation in the street and just go to somebody else's party have you ever done that? No, have, have you? Yeah. Right. Picked up an invite in the street and went, I'm going to go to that. I've went to, I've went to a party, one, one Halloween I went to and I ended up in a party and uh, t- I was like, that was one I the story I was telling about. It was took uh, our friend Mark, his, turned out to, I thought it was just another guy at the party, it turned out his sweet cousin who at the time was underage and this boy thought the party I took him to was the fucking business. But, we really find a weird invitation to the street, we just walked up the street and found the party and just wandered in. This guy just finds an invitation lying in the road and just thinks it's a good idea to go. He goes home. He get you, you find out more about him, and you find out that his life is he's a complete loner. He's, his cat doesn't even listen to him, so he sits down to watch some movies. Do cats ever listen to you? No, because cats are dicks. So you find <laughs> out that he's rented a couple of horror movies, and his plan for Halloween nights is to sit in himself, eat some candy corn, and watch these movies. He goes to put them in. One of then, the movies is actually called Zombie vs Unicorn's Horn. And I thought, if that's a real film, I'm going to buy that. <laughs> and is it a real film? <laughs> nah, no, I'm not a chance. So, um, 
So then at some point he just changes his mind and just decides he's got to go to this party and then just fashions himself a knight's costume out of cardboard, which the actor actually made himself when I read uh, I got a wee it's bit quite of It's quite an impressive costume. It is, he just made it himself. I was reading, I was listening to an interview with, uh, I was reading an interview with the director and one of the other guys that's in the, uh, the kind of group, because it's a tight-knit group of kind of friends that made this movie, it's very low-budget independent kind of thing. But uh, yeah, he made that himself, and then so the, so the character then goes to this murder party, and they do kind of acknowledge the idea when when he, they turn up. You know, he walks into the place, and uh, the four or five artists are all sitting, and they turn around and look at him, and uh, and he goes, "Oh, sorry, am I early?" And they goes, "No, we just didn't think anybody would be stupid enough to turn up." I thought, right, okay, <laughs> fair enough. You've acknowledged the idea that it's complete bonkers. Okay, I'm with it. But uh, as you say, about the director's Jeremy Solnia. Uh, who actually directed Green Room, which seems to have a lot of buzz just now. Brilliant, yeah. It looks I look good. To seeing that. I've not seen it, but it's good buzz. But this was like his first film. Uh, again, as Scott said, no budget. Uh, what I thought they'd done really well was see the pretentious art student. I think they nailed it right in the head. Well, all of them or the one with the grant money? All of them? Yeah, all, yeah. all of them, they were just up themselves. It was. <sighs> Yeah, well, wait. Here, I'm going to even go back again, right, and tell you. Did you pick this up? Dildos. No. Why the fuck? Did I never keep pick calling... up dildos. <laughs> <laughs> they kept calling everybody dildos. Oh, he's gonna think I'm such a dildo. Hey, you're a dildo. It was fucking so many dildos in this movie, and it was like, ah, oh, I couldn't. Even... I was like, I... and it was so bad. I couldn't. Even... I... It's I the first time you've ever been upset at dildos. No, it's just I didn't understand why there was so many dildos in this movie. Honestly. Yeah. The right. <laughs> I don't know where to go. So they walk in. So he walks into this murder party. Okay, and they're all dressed up. And there's the the students. They're they're dressed up as uh, there's one like a kind of gothic, seventeenth, eighteenth century vampire. He says, "There's a werewolf, uh, and that's kind of cheap. He's wearing a, a hoodie and a mask, and that's that's kind of it." Ryan Dunn. Ryan Dunn, yeah. Yeah, he does uh, look so much like Ryan Dunn. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which could be our theme for tonight's episode, as you'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the as uh, a zombie cheerleader. And then uh, there's a girl dressed up as Daryl Hannah's replicant character from Blade Runner and uh, a, a baseball fury from The Warriors. Also a brilliant movie. Also a brilliant movie, yeah. Um, do you remember at the start when he walks in, okay, and then they're, they're standing uh, and he walks in and they are, you know, they, they, they crowd around him and then the werewolf guy creeps up behind him with an axe and he gets caught in the light switch and switches the light on yeah. so then our main character dresses the night sees the reflection of the axe and then turns around and sees him and is able to avoid that so then they shout get him and that's when they tackle him and tie him to the chair if he hadn't caught his axe in that light switch then he'd have just axed him straight there and there would have been no movie well, where uh, the fuck was the point in that what was he intending to do because if he did would... that there's no art because they've all got different ideas for that ah uh, but it was just to show you that like he's here now we kill him and then it's like the party that's it he's dead and now the party is he's been murdered what did they, they do after have, it they could have because as it goes through the movie uh, each different artist has got different ideas of how to kill him because they've they've got their idea for their, their individual art their installation they want to do whether it's photos whether it's uh, I don't know different surrealism and you know all different manner of art uh, human interactive art as well as, as part of this you know hippie, to try and get stuff. this grant money from the prick that comes yeah. in later on but they were all happy for him just to swing this axe into the boy's head at the very start. They would have had no movie, they would have no art, they would have no nothing. But I think they just wanted them to be murdered, so they were all expecting it. And then after, they were like, oh, now we can decide what to actually do with him. 
And as art students, I'm sh- I'm sure they actually do in real life. Their ideas start running away with them, and they start thinking, I, "What we're going to do?" Personal hygiene runs away with them. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm only kidding. I'm sure if there's any art students out there, these are these are these are all clean. Yeah. It's fine. Use wash. It's okay. We don't judge. I like the references though. Like you said, they're all dressed up. I like the yeah. wee nods to different films. Yep, yep. The same uh, at the end with the chainsaw. The chainsaw is called Old Painless, which mm. is the big fuck off gun in Predator. Yeah. I think it's Blaine. Blaine's gun. Nice one. That's cool. Cool reference. That's I didn't, cool I didn't actually pick that one up. Uh, what I've got here, right, is um, I've written down uh, Alexander is the name of the the, the yeah. guy with the grant money. Yeah. He comes up. He's a knob. And he, he does. He comes <laughs> up and he completely. To begin with, the guy who's dressed as the 18th century vampire is kind of like your cool leader. And then this guy comes in and just throws him right down to the ground and makes him strip off his pants, take his costume off, and uh, completely belittles him. It turns out through the movie, uh, we keep forgetting to uh, to warn you spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. It turns both, out. Both the, films in this podcast will spoil completely. Hefty spoilers. So if you want to watch Murder Party, or the house he's October built without spoilers go watch them now come back and get us because we are going to ruin both of these for you yeah. he this guy uh, Alexander who has the grant money um, as the movie goes on turns out he's a fraud he doesn't have grant money his name's Joey lives in his parents basement something along those lines he's like a fry cook yeah fry cook he's convinced the arty type folk with his bullshit right how did he convince the dealer he brings a drug dealer with him who has a gun who ends up, you know, popping off rounds and shooting a couple of folk. That's how, you know, when it gets crazy towards the end. How did Alexander convince the dealer that this is a good idea? He didn't. He's just buying drugs off him. If you buy drugs off a drug dealer, he's going to come to a party with you. Right. You could tell me in. I've never had a drug dealer before, I don't know. <laughs> never have <I. laughs> you Here's 300 quid, do you want to come at this party? You kind of get... You kind of get an idea of that Alexander is a fraud uh, to begin. You know how when they're telling, when they're, he's asking them all, how what would you do for the grant money? What are you got to do for this? And they're all giving their ideas of what, yeah. how they're going to kill him. And he says, I think we should just stab him until he dies. And they kind of look at him like, that is a shit idea. <laughs> Watching it back my second time, I realised, oh, you can kind of see that he's not arty. He is, he's bullshit and he's not really knowing what he's talking about here. Do you know what he looks like? Jeremy Piven. See the guy from Entourage? I don't watch Entourage. Near there. But he's still he's still he's the guy like I don't to this. Yeah. <laughs> he looks a wee bit like him. But uh, apparently the director said that he was the worst guy to uh, uh, work with. Oh, because he had a short attention span. And yeah, he kept doing pranks. pranks. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> the movie is great, apart from that guy. There was a touch on Stockholm Syndrome uh, with the the main guy who is, is tied up. Uh, halfway through it when they're doing a game of puns uh, I, remember, I can't remember I didn't oh no it's they're, do, they're not doing truth or dare with the like the truth serum yeah, well, because I've, all the cool kids in Belarus are doing I've it I've written about the truth serum stuff and it confused me that, that the whole scene because I didn't really sometimes it seems if they weren't telling the truth sometimes the script was making them seem to be telling lies I'm thinking well I thought it was meant to be truth serum and then later on they do more truth serum to, uh, like to the Alexander character who then does tell like but it just seemed confusing to me that whole scene but they do start making puns about I think their costumes or how they're going to die or something like that and the boy who's tied up he joins in and uh, says a couple of puns and they, they kind of laugh um, what he says like, is don't pun ish me do you know what I had to let him go uh, well that's the thing he's trying to I make that connection to be let go that's what he's trying to do try to be French to try to be let go or maybe there is like Stockholm Syndrome he's actually starting to 
like his characters because they're not they're not torturing him constantly. They're talking to him and they're talking around about him and he's other than being tied up to a chair, I mean he's he's essentially involved in their conversations. He's so. enjoying the puns, he laughs and that's how they take the yeah. the gag out of his mouth. Do you know how when they say they're trying to make art, it's gotta be like, oh it's gotta be so much art that we've killed this person that that's the that's the believe it's, yeah. it's art. Do you remember the Channel Four documentary? I think it was Charlie Brooker that made it. It wasn't a documentary, it was a four part series, I think. And it was Charlie Brooker that made it, it was called Black Mirror. Yeah. And uh, remember the one where they got the Prime Minister to fuck a pig? Yeah. Which turned out to be yeah. quite close to real life when our Prime Minister uh, inserted you know, his penis into in or pig's around a pig's mouth. mouth. Yes. True story. Yeah. You cannot get us in trouble for that because it actually happened. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, the Channel 4 document, uh, documentary, the Channel 4 TV show Black Mirror where they said we've kidnapped the princess of Spain or something along those lines. Uh, you must have sex with this pig and um, we'll let her go. And then at the end of it when she, he lets the princess go like hours before he even committed the act and the guy had hung himself because mm-hmm. it was about making the statement and the whole statement was the art rather than having any repercussions because he'd done what he'd done and then he just he killed himself to get away from it. So I, I thought like the idea of making such a big statement like murder, you know what I mean, murder, that's the worst, you killing another human being, that is the worst thing you can do next to killing a dog. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so... Um, it's a reference to an old episode. Yeah. You should be... You should know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you should be, you should be right with us here. Uh, so, um, so, so, so that was like, I thought it was like a reference that because it's the worst thing you can do kill a human being, but people, they believe, they believe it's art, they believe they're doing it for a purpose that's greater than someone's life which is almost un- uncomprehendable. And if it wasn't a comedy, it could be very, very dark. I think, it, I think that's what I like about it. It's really, it's quite twisted. Yeah. The storyline's twisted, but like black comedy, it is comedic, and you think that that shit could actually happen. I mean, if you see some of the things that artists put out now, or what they call I know, art, well, the Turner Prize this year had just a couple of chairs with uh, jackets in the back of it. I don't remember reading or fi- figuring out for myself what the the purpose or the the meaning of this art was, but I thought it was just that shit. See, you know, I, so. I was told a while ago that art, if it stops and makes you think, then it's art. Which I think is bullshit. Make, it stops and makes me think. Because if I walk along the street and there's a bit of chewing gum that slightly resembles Jesus, I'll look at it and go, all right, and I'll keep walking. That's a different... Story that, all together, uh, man. That's a that different. You know, you could get you could get in the papers for your Jesus chewing gum. That's never actually happened to me. Well, keep an eye out. I don't usually look for chewing gum. See, uh, the when it gets towards the end, and it starts to get even more bonkers and bonkers. I've written a note here that says, "How long can a man be on fire?" Oh, how good is that scene? If he's on fire for about twenty minutes. <laughs> the guy wearing the. Wolf Wolf mask. Mask. I can't actually remember his name. He's oh, he's drinking moonshine, isn't he? That's what I was yeah. going. I was going to write down before that. I was like, how much moonshine is in his jug? <laughs> he's drinking moonshine, and then he's pulling it all over himself, isn't he? Towards uh, the end, and that's like getting it's like, all over his head, uh, and he's soaking. So is it? He lights a cigarette. He's out for a fire guy. Uh, his face goes in fire. fire, and then his wolf mask like grafts to his mm, face. Melts. So for the rest of it, his whole face is melted. Yeah, but his, <laughs> his nose is. The, the, the wolf nose is kind it's of melted on his face so it, it's, it's pretty good from low good. budget the yeah. effects are really good and that whole end scene is pretty good when it ends when it becomes to the point that they all kind of die in silly ways like by accident and the guy who's they tried to kill survives it all and then he eventually gets off his chair goes in the run out of the warehouse and then a couple of them chase him the baseball fury guy baseball fury decides guy. to he kill everyone him. yeah he's after him um, and then they run along the street to a another artist's 
actual party, like fully pretentious artists, they had spoke about this party like halfway through the movie that they wanted to just go there instead because they don't want to kill this boy. Some of them did; they were having conflicted ideas. And uh, so the, the 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 action runs to this party where all these hippie artists are in, and he runs into this, and it, that's there's a boy at the door, taped like as a bouncer, um, and he's saying uh, it's a interactive human art installation. Uh, so the the or or. Our night, our cardboard night runs into the room, and uh, there's a bunch of this room, and uh, there's a bunch of humans just kind of hanging about. Are they naked? I can't remember. I don't think they're, they're wearing naked. weird kind of costumes, and they're just kind of draped around. And this is supposed to be art, so he hides in the room, and then uh, Baseball Fury comes in behind him with a chainsaw. No, with a baseball bat. I think a baseball bat. Yeah. Uh, the werewolf guy has he's got the, the roof of the chainsaw, yeah. and he falls off the roof, and it's a bit of a comedy timing, and it falls down the window. And it somehow it's because he's running about looking for somewhere to plug yeah, his chainsaw yeah, in. Yeah, because he's got a big yeah, because it's not gas; it's uh, it's on an electrical cord. So he uh, so they bring the chainsaw into the room in the window, and our cardboard knight uh, chainsaws baseball through his head in half. And the graphics for that are spectacular. Yeah, it's good. It is really really good. It's it's probably one of my favorite chainsaw scenes in a movie. Yeah. Oh, and I've got a lot of favorite chainsaw scenes. Because they properly go it. Because it's not just like you know. Bam, and it's like chop his head off. He probably has to <laughs> saw through the it. skull and the bones mm. and get right down to like quarter his face off. And yeah. uh, and the blood goes everywhere. And then once he's done, uh, a cardboard knight walks out of the room and says, and then uh, some of these uh, pretentious people inside the art gallery walk up to the room and look in at all the dead bodies and the blood everywhere and look at it and go, oh, yes. Very thought provoking. You like fucking budget dicks, and that's probably what some people would be like in real life. There's a Jeremy Beadle thing. I digress. Yeah. Uh, years ago, he got kids to like run over a canvas, like a big massive floor canvas, with their bikes and hands and just spray paint everywhere. Yeah. And he put it around this gallery and invited like real top art critics, and they all came in and were talking about what they can see in it and oh, they can feel the emotion and the anger. And then he actually went, right, well, this is who painted it and brought all the kids out. And they were all mortified. You could see them all try to get away. And I think that says a lot about that world. But see, if, you, so. if if there's a big price tag on it and you tell them that, oh, this means such and such, they're just going to believe it and just see shit in it. When it's just fucking paint it's, splashed on the paper. You know what it is? It's bullshit. It's everybody in the world bullshit. bullshit. So that's what it is. You just, you just need to be able to see through the bullshit. It's a total parody of the art scene. Which obviously we don't get as much. We don't over get here. Aye, but uh, in Brooklyn, yeah. you will. Aye, uh, but no, I thought I the, the movie overall. I thought was brilliant, and See, it goes back kind of full circle because once he kills, once he kills the guy and gets out of the, the murder party, he goes home uh, and tells his cat to get off the seat, and the cat listens to him this time, and it's like he's got a bit of confidence. He's got a bit, you know, more drive about him. It's like the uh, cat knows he's had a bad day. So it doesn't even finish up, you know, when the police come knocking his door that he's uh, just chainsawed somebody's head in half. How good was that scene? though see, like near the start, where he's in the cupboard and he's looking for things. Like they're all outside the cupboard, going to get him, and he's looking for things to help him escape. Like he's going to do a MacGyver. He's looking at the fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. yeah that's he, so just, he just picks it up and just throws it out. That's right. I forgot that scene. I've run in the cupboard oh, in one go and just throws that was it. So good. <laughs> it was that funny. and uh, when he's hiding from the baseball fury. He lies down his little tiny Casio watch. That's right, off. Aye. Keep, keep. I enjoyed that. <laughs> no, that, 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 was that was a cheap time. joke, but I liked that. There was no, I liked it. I was, uh, I definitely, I would give it. Um, I don't want to be too, I don't want to be t- too generous because there is always room for improvement. So I'm going to give it four. Uh, 
to it. I, mean, I don't even know where I'm it from. Four cardboard night costumes out of five. <laughs> chainsaws. Yeah, I know. It's got to go chainsaws, but there's got to be so many movies that I watch that's got chainsaws in it. Yeah. For having no budget and a cast that haven't done anything since. And, they all, and, the, and the cast all took up multiple roles in the production as yeah, well. Yeah, they're all like friends. Yeah. I think we should do our own film. Well, definitely, yeah. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, that'll be a good one. <laughs> We've yet to think of a storyline, but yeah, soon. Yeah. Uh, I thought, well, I say I thought, I read someone describing it as Napoleon Dynamite meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I thought okay. that described it yeah. perfect. Aye. How fucking good is that? Yeah. I'm going to watch it again tonight. I know, I fancy watching it again. I might buy it myself so I can watch it. Yeah, because I'm not giving you it again. No. Well then. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you, you read know, it? Do you, do you know Sir Lancelot, the cat? Do you know what its real name is? What? Puff Snooty. Puff Snooty? Puff Snooty. Well, there you go. And I've wrote that in my other facts section because I thought... That is brilliant. It's quite, yeah, it's quite good fact. I went and I've called it Sir Lancelot and I called it Puff Snooty. Just and I just it, kept the name. Kept Puff Snooty. Maybe, okay. nah, if you caught Puff Snooty, you might have got after you. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I, what would I give it? Yeah. Four. Probably. Yeah. Is he, yeah I, did, I, I totally enjoyed it. There was... Times where it felt like in the middle, a bit slow, a bit drawn out. The truth or dare scene, it was a good concept, but yeah. it was it was dragged out. I a found little. it confused. I did find that scene confusing. And the Alexander character, I hated. I hated yeah. from the start. I thought, do you know what? I understand why you're there, but I don't like it. Yeah. So just fuck off. Yeah. Uh, so that, ah, uh, yeah, makes it a four. But it makes me want to watch the green room more. Oh, I definitely want to watch the green room. I. Because there's so much buzz about it and the fact that it's him. It sounds good. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and the cat's called Puff Snooty. His cat's called Puff Snooty. Who would call a cat Puff Snooty? Somebody like who goes to a murder party, apparently. No, it's like his real name's Puff Snooty. In real life? Yeah. Uh, somebody who works in a group called the... What's they called? The Laughter... The Laboratory la- or something. <laughs> <laughs> laboratory of Madness. Yeah, that's who... Um, that's who called out their cat. The, m- the more beer inside that it goes down. <laughs> no, no, it's I, don't, just, I don't function no, well. My nose no, just go right no, the window. No, it's just vanish. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's Murder Party. Yeah. It was released in 2007. You could probably pick it up from Amazon for like £3. Yeah. And I suggest you do. any other DVD shop. Yep, other DVD stores are uh, available. We're not supporting anyone until people sponsor us. Yep. Hint. <laughs> Hint Amazon. Pay my Prime membership. Eh... Uh, so yeah, pick that up cheap. It's worth it. Yeah. Uh, next movie is The Houses of Halloween, or as Scott said, in America, it has a much better title, The Houses October Built. I was uh, looking for my notes for this one there, but I don't. I didn't write any down, so I am going in this one blind. That's never good. That's never beer. good. <laughs> never good. Uh, the Houses October Built was released in two thousand fourteen. Directed by Bobby Rowe. I believe that he's not done anything else. This is his first film. Uh, I'll read the synopsis here. Beneath the fake blood and cheap masks of countless haunted house attractions across the country, there are whispers of truly terrifying alternatives. Looking to find an authentic, blood-curdling good fright for Halloween, five friends set off on a road trip in an RV to track down these underground haunts. Just when their search seems to reach a dead end, strange and disturbing things start happening and it becomes clear that the haunt has come to them. Scott, what did you think about this? I like this movie. I first watched this movie on Netflix. 
And when I started watching it, I thought it was good. It, it's, it sets itself up like a kind of... It's not... It's found footage, isn't it? It doesn't say who, oh, it's who finds the footage. That's what it's called. It's like handheld cameras and that. And they, they go on a road trip. There's, I think it's five friends. And they go on a road trip uh, to, you know, to, to go to these Halloween haunts, yeah? Uh, and find, try and find the, the greatest... You've read this a little. <laughs> <laughs> I've read that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but it is. But do you know what it is? But I don't recognise any of the actors except Ryan Dunn, who is also in this movie as well. Uh, <laughs> this this, uh, this actor. Um, we do know Ryan Dunn has passed away. God rest his soul. Um, uh, this actor looks exactly like him. Uh, but he is probably the best character in this movie. I think he's the funniest. He's. It's him that directed it. Is it him that directed yeah, it? Oh, brilliant! Well, I really like him. Then I'm going to look for other things that he is going to direct because I think he was brilliant. But I got a couple of questions. Um, when they set up to go on this trip, okay, they're going to go through the, the the haunted houses, right? So they do have a couple of handheld cameras. But one of the guys sets up like GoPros inside the RV. He puts them in all four corners. Sure, this is only so they can capture footage that then becomes the movie. Because why else would you do that? Yeah, why would you? If you were going, if you were going to do a kind of documentary on making going through haunted houses, you would film yourself going through the haunted houses and then interview people. You would maybe put one camera in the van just it, to record the travels. It seems as if the only reasons they were there was to ca- capture all the non-interview chat they have between takes, which obviously, because it's scripted, it drives the movie forward yeah. and and it's all relevant information for us to see for like you know ninety five percent of what they say. But it just seemed like you wouldn't do that normally. Maybe I'm just not a good documentary filmmaker. Maybe that's why I, I wouldn't. Do I just it, don't know where they get the money from. Did you see the size of that RV? It's pretty big, yeah. It's pretty it's huge. Imagine how much it'd be to rent. I know how much you, a van is to rent. They don't tell you. They don't tell you how what their uh, what their job is or that, do they? they don't tell you. No, and they've got like four or five GoPros. That's like three hundred quid. Plus each. two pretty decent handheld cameras. Yeah. You don't see what type they're doing. And they've got time to go around America, going to haunted houses. Well, they only it's only what four or five days, so it's not that. Yeah, but come on. I would love to do this trip. Have you seen the documentary on Netflix, The American Scream? Yeah. That's good. Aye, I like that, that one. This, the concept of it should be done as a real documentary, like going through the actual haunts, yeah. touring the haunts, yeah. as opposed to The American Scream concentrating on three families. Uh-huh. It should go through all of them and actually try find the sickest, darkest... Well, you know, it seems to me as if they watched, the, when they made this movie, they watched the YouTube video uh, and it was... I think there was a haunt in LA and it done the rounds on Facebook this video and it was the one you had to sign a waiver and the actors were allowed to touch you pour liquid on you oh, yeah. it was like fake blood and tie you to chairs and you know pretty much terrify you to the point of torture you and I think that was the idea that they were going for they were trying to find these in the, in the movie we watched uh, they were trying to find these extreme haunts that actually crossed the line of you know what pe- most people would consider appropriate yeah um the movie takes a slightly supernatural turn towards the end, uh, I think, because um, it doesn't fully explain it. But you know how um, they go to a couple of haunts and they meet uh, characters at one of the first haunts, a kind of really creepy clown that challenges them for filming and uh, a kind of girl doll oh, costume. That, that was, that was front. genuinely creepy. Bo- both of these, <laughs> uh, these costumes, these characters are on the front cover because they're the main two that you kind of see repeatedly yeah. through it. and this wee girl ghost doll thing this mask is it so is actually haunting it is creepy. and she moves really weird there's one scene where they they've stopped off somewhere and when they open it and she, the, the guy finds the Ryan Dunn guy finds her outside and uh, 
Does he invite her in or does he, she just come he, in? Yeah, he comes out and invites her in and you know, the rest of the like, Why do? She just walks in and just looks at them and makes a weird kind of face. Her whole head is like a porcelain doll and she, but it's, it's like just that, human it's like, eyes it's behind like them. About her chin and her mouth is, uh, is normal because that moves, but, but it's all painted in so it looks like porcelain and it's like the head, even the head's all bald with a couple of strands of hair. It's just so creepy. If I was in that RV, I'd have drove over it. Oh, and then reversed <laughs> and then drove over again. <laughs> she just, whoever that actress is, she plays it so well. Have just you like, seen her? No. She's actually thing. a really attractive lassie. I, I, it's just so creepy, man. And if, just the, the expressions and the way she moves about is weird. But it's like, you know how it gets to the end? And it is a couple of creepy scenes when they, when they find the um, the camera when somebody's been inside the RV and filmed them all sleeping. The camera, the footage that we're watching goes round and shows all five of them, all of them sleeping at different yeah. who filmed it. So that was kind of creepy. See, I thought that was when it got a bit silly because it was it was then, right, so how have we got this footage? But that's doable because obviously somebody's came in and done it. So how have they got the footage? Have those guys that broke in filmed them sleeping sent the footage to no no they, they, when they've been sleeping their cameras have been lying on the counter so yeah, the boys true. came in picked up their camera and filmed them all yeah I, I, I didn't like that scene do you know how scene I didn't like <clears throat> when they uh, switch on the headlights and there's about 20 clowns at the front yeah, of the thing everywhere. but then I fucking hate clowns that's fine no I get it clowns are scary but they switch the lights off and they switch them back on again and they've all disappeared as if they are ghosts or clowns are actually capable of that though well freaky hey, bastards so every town's got their, their killer clown story, have they not? I don't, I just... Do you know of killer clowns? We had killer clowns. We genuinely had a blue transit van with glittery windows and like Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse characters on it. Used yeah. to drive around, die. Killer clowns used to stay in the woods up behind my house. We had a paedophile that moved into the village and he used to put McDonald's... He was like three houses away from the primary school and he put McDonald's toys at the window so the kids would look in <laughs> as they walked past and he came out once... He got moved in and it was like two days later... He came out and asked if you wanted physical balls. <laughs> did you get yourself a physical bottle? I would have done it. Do you know what that is? For physical well, balls. That, that's, that's but I didn't because there was an older child there and said, No, this isn't the right thing do to do. Do you know what a physical bottle is? You in. I feel like it was physical <laughs> bottles when he puts your his mouth in and licks your bottle. <laughs> is that a true thing? <laughs> have, you just, have you just made up a pedophile <laughs> gimmick? <laughs> Right, anyway, it's only a pedophile if somebody does it to a child. If you do it to his consent... And back to me, still my story about haunted childhood memories. <laughs> uh, the older child actually said to his, no, come on, you don't go to this guy's house, and pulled us all away. And then the next day, he actually had a for sale sign put through his window and he had to get moved out of the village. Which I'm so grateful for, because at that age, for physical bottles, <laughs> I'd have welled him. I'd have slipped the horn. Honestly, <laughs> physical. You'd have, you'd have if he'd said globals, I'm not so interested. Fizzy ones, mate, I'm yours. I'll do in. We digressed. <laughs> <laughs> we digressed to a dark, dark place there. Um, uh, where are we in the movie anyway? I was so eventually the they end up yeah, hearing about these extreme haunts called blue skulls or blue skeleton. Before uh, that though, the actual haunts, all the the movie as it goes through keeps cutting. It's like a documentary style where it's interviewing people that work in these yeah, actual who, real life yeah, who, haunts. Yeah, and uh, people who, are, who go to them as well. There's a couple of people who are patrons uh, as well. And they're going through the haunts, so it gives a good excuse for like these cheap jump scares because they are actually in the haunts. Yeah, they're and not, that and is that, how they're they not work. cheap, yeah, that's exactly that's how they work. It, it's, like, it's like they're not forcing it on you, it's just that's how it is. Yeah. So you've signed up for that already, uh, which I thought was quite good. I liked the idea of it. All the cast were all the same as Murder Party. They were all friends. They were all filming it together. Right. So it was all their real names. 
most of them haven't been in anything else. They were all believable as well. They were all believable, but they were believable as friends. And I like that. That drove the story, as you say, quite a bit. I enjoyed I actually really enjoyed the movie up until the ending. The ending just ruined it. Yeah, they kind of get towards the, the blue skeleton idea and yeah. they wake up one morning and these we assume it's the, the clowns that have been following around uh, have put um, skulls on the windowsills, uh, five of them, one each, and then they take them and they get a, they get an invitation to go to New Orleans, like a party, still Mardi Gras style yeah, party, because that's where they, they end up. Yeah, they meet them on... Uh, is it Bourbon Street? I, I think it might be, yeah. And they have to go and meet uh, someone there and then that's when it kind of takes a turn. They kind of end up getting split up and then getting knocked out and taken into these rooms. And I think the one or two of them die kind of brutally like through a window or something. You see somebody getting stabbed and then three of them get buried alive and it's just a kind of anti-climax. It, you kind of look, you forget whose point of view you're looking through. So the one guy goes missing and he's holding the camera mm-hmm. and until they actually, the rest of the characters say... Oh, where did I can't remember his name? Where did Charles go? Yeah, you're like, oh shit, Charles was holding the camera. It could be anyone. Yeah, I, I think that's where they lost I, it. Yeah, yeah, they, right. They yeah. had no. You didn't. You weren't behind the camera going. Oh, I hope Charles makes it because you didn't have a fucking clue. It was Charles holding the camera. Hi. And I suppose some people's fear of getting buried alive is is a big fear. But they they throw two or three of them in a coffin with the cameras, so you're inside them with them, and you hear the the duck getting piled on top of it. But it just seems as if, like... It seems rushed. Yeah. You know how, like, when uh, the movie uh, Buried, when Ryan Reynolds is in the coffin and you're with him the whole movie, you know he's in there losing oxygen and he's getting, you know, and you get to the end and you think, oh, God, that's terrifying at the end of the movie. With this movie, this is the last five minutes, so you're not in there for them to run out of oxygen. They're still alive when the movie ends. Honestly, the ending ruined it. See if it came out that everything that was happening to them was just a prank and it was this... Extreme haunting they'd be looking and for, and that was the whole thing. And all they the came way. out, and they were like, "Shit, that was terrifying. That really got us." End it there. Don't. It seems that he rushed it, and thought, "Right, fuck it. I'll just I'll bury them alive." Yeah. And then we'll cut. Even if even if they ended it, pro, like brutal, like like they all get stabbed, and it was like a cheap jump scare up to the camera or something like that. That would have been. I would have accepted that better as well. Maybe actually. Because you get a couple of scares through it. You get that really creepy wee doll costume girl. And then you just get the end, just like in a line in a coffin. Yeah, I don't. I honestly, I, I was really, I was messaging you when I was watching it, saying I'm actually enjoying this. I liked it. What a creepy bitch! I'm actually liking this. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, I it's remember so that good. message coming. <laughs> but the ending, it just it's disappointing. It, 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 the it, it, disappointing. It and the whole movie is good enough to keep it. For in my opinion, the whole movie is good enough to keep it a four, but the ending uh, let it down completely. I, I'd say the end to get to a three. Mm. I'd still watch it but just before the end turn it off give me a phone and I'll give you the ending that it should have been yeah. <laughs> and we'll, talk probably, you it. we'll make it a strong four uh, I, I do think the found footage thing's been done to death Yeah, it's been done so much but this gives it because of the storyline it kind of worked the haunted house thing do you know what was slightly believable it, yeah. made, it made sense that they would be recording something like that and I like that but again I've wrote until the end it just keeps coming back do you know what if you you don't have a strong ending it brings your entire movie down because if you get to the end and people are dissatisfied with how it ends then it's you know it's just not worth it it is worth it but it's just not uh, it's just not as good as it could be and and you kind of feel disappointed and it's just that's there was a review on IMDB from Mamati Chiwiak from Ethiopia well that's a (laughs) new name I don't know said it sucks more than Sharknado 
And I think, oh, that's pretty. I harsh. think, fuck you, man. That's harsh. I think, I think Sharknado was brilliant. Really? Yeah. Sharknado was. That's what the cider talking about. Now you're up to Sharknado three and four, and, and it's nonsense because I think. Well, I don't know how many Tara Reid's been in, but she's definitely in three, and I think Frankie Muniz is in three as well, making something so shit that it's good. That's what they're going for here. This movie was not trying to be shit. It was. Trying, trying to be, be scary, good. yeah, and it and it missed the mark towards the end. Don't you start agreeing with my Matty? I'm not agreeing with him. Ethiopia. I'm agreeing that uh, I said it's harsh to to rate it as bad as Sharknado. I like Sharknado. Thank fuck you, man. You don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. I like. I liked it. I'm. I'm giving it. I gave it a four, but only because I kind of gave it a three point five. I'd watch you it again. Give it a three, but I wish the ending was better. I do wish the ending was better. The wee creepy. A wasted mannequin girl done, like, was in anything else. I knew on half of that mannequin girl yeah, thing. That's a, that's a imagine her rocking back and forth on a rocking chair in, yeah. in the middle of like an empty empty house. Just giggling, singing the theme tune that we put at the end of these podcasts. Oh, stroking a dead cat. Oh. <laughs> doing that weird face. It's when she makes that high pitched noise. Oh, so she did. She screams off well, she? Oh. oh man. Do you know what? Watch it just for that, because. I defy anyone not to find that creepy. I'd have killed it. Yeah, right. Uh, honestly, exactly. I'd have killed it. If she came out and offered me physical bottles, I'd be like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm going, I'm going to say no. Not even if she's uh, shaking the, the dub dab right in front of you? Nah, nah. <laughs> and that, that, that's a lot for me. I'm, no, I'm not interested in her physical bottles. Uh, yeah, Murder Party was better. So if you're sat with two of these films, which would be a real rarity, Choose Murder Party. Yeah, watch Murder Party first and then yeah. watch House of October Bill. Both worth watching, yeah. I thought. And both you'll probably get for under a fiver each. Yeah. I don't think they'll be particularly expensive. We got the House of October Bill for free. For free, yeah. Both it's days. on Netflix just now, I think. No, wait, it's off on Netflix just now. Don't uh, don't try and look for it on UK Netflix because you won't find it. But if you have American Netflix, it which might be there. if you change regions and lie about it, you can get. We don't condone that. We don't work for Netflix. Netflix should be sponsors and we'll Netflix have been ignoring me on Twitter. I've been talking to them every single day for the last like four weeks trying to get them to put Are You Afraid of the Dark on and they won't do it. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> every every two days I wake up and it's you <laughs> saying, Hey Netflix, are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> Why does he I keep asking that? No, because they won't put it on. <laughs> I'm waiting for certain replies. No Scott we're They've not. No even repl- <laughs> see if they reply to me and says no and gave me even if they just said no, I'd be like, right, fair enough. But they don't they just keep ignoring me, so I'm gonna keep asking them. And do it. I will. You don't get what you don't ask That's for. That's right. You don't ask, you don't get. So that was both those films. Uh, That's us, eh? We've rabbited on for for quite a bit. I I don't think I've got any other points to make about any of them. Uh, now that we're into episode three, we're hopefully getting more listeners. Uh, hopefully get some more feedback. If there's any movies that you think we should watch or that you'd like to hear our viewpoint on mm-hmm. messages 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 on twitter at scott and liam versus yeah, on uh, facebook forward uh, slash scott and liam versus evil yep and you can email us at scott and liam versus evil at hotmail.com or on instagram tag it as scott and liam versus evil yep uh, we'll watch them we have a few episodes lined up we have possibly a few guests yep. possibly yeah, a few surprises one. yes it's all shaping up quite well. That's going to, we're getting there. Getting the hang of it. I'm quite happy with it. Yeah. I hope you're happy with it too. You just need to get happy in touch and tell us. See if you think we're really shit. Get in touch with us and say, uh, I listened to your podcast and uh, that Scott guy talks way too fast and I can't understand the word he's saying. Brilliant. Tell me that. 
and then I'll try and enunciate the next time. If you're listening and you say, I'm that guy that offered Liam fizzy cobalt, <laughs> message so we can phone the police and finally <laughs> track him down. Years and years of torment. So just if you like what you hear, let us know. If you don't like what you hear, let us know. Just yep. We'll hopefully be up on iTunes uh, pretty soon as well. We're going to try and get ourselves put on their podcast list. Uh, for the end, we'd like you to subscribe, like, rate, share, review, everything you can do on social media. Just get the word out there. Yeah. We'll review your films. Yeah, we'll review If you any. have some. You can books, you ha- films, comics, yeah. TV shows. Anything. An idea that you want us to discuss. Yeah. Probably not an idea. I've got ideas. Yeah. I mean, what I discuss. Get in touch then. with N. Tell us your weird, crazy stories. We're up for discussing absolutely anything. So, we actually forgot to talk about your thing. Ah, yeah, I know. I'm got to keep teasing you with this. Uh, the fact that Avril Lavigne is actually dead. So we'll we'll get there. We'll, we'll we actually have five minutes if you want. We've got to, five minutes. Uh, if you want to wait. release a little juicy bit. Yeah, I'll, you know what I'll do for you right now. I'll tell you uh, what's happened. Basically, oh, uh, this part will now be known. A Scots conspiracy <laughs> corner. Right. Hopefully, we'll get a funky little Guys, tune for it. Here's the deal, right? <laughs> uh, Avril Lavigne uh, released the album uh, "Let Go" uh, back in 2000, 2001. Say, uh, it rocketed. It got a major success. We all know that. Skater boy. Skater boy. Yep. Um, she then couldn't cope with the fame, and she killed herself. The <laughs> <laughs> the labels thought that she was too uh, valuable and they couldn't start to, you know, start a new brand. They had to continue with the one that had already been established. They found a doppelganger uh, called uh, Vanessa uh, Miller or something, I think. Maybe that second name's wrong, but Vanessa was certainly the girl's first name. To take over as Avril Lavigne and then subsequently release all the further albums. And if you look at it, let go if you listen to the later tracks. They're quite dark and, you know, depressing. They're quite deep, the, the lyrics and the subject matter. And then you go on to like the the videos for like a girlfriend when it's all bubblegum pop, you know. Yeah, but that was her just going. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's the Illuminati created a clone. Now basically, there's people online who believe that Illuminati have got four different clones, right? Now here's the four different clones that you can be actual clones. These are grown from from a test tube. They're identical genetic makeup, and they're essentially a twin from the original host. How long does it take to grow a clone? Uh, now that I don't know. They didn't divulge. They don't really know how much it takes. They don't have the data. No. The thing about these conspiracy theories is they have to have the data. They don't have the data, Scott. The second uh, type of clone that the uh, Illuminati and the government use is synthetic people. They look like people in all ways. Uh, how they've been uh, grown from selected uh, cattle tissues and they've been grown. Uh, <laughs> and that's where uh, a lot of cattle massacres come from. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> this uh, process started in the 1950s. Yeah. Is that the data? <laughs> yeah. uh, the next type of clone is organic robotoids. Uh, these are artificial intelligence. Uh, they're completely different to cloning uh, and they're used to make exact copies of important people like presidents and the presidential staff. And Avril Lavigne. Doubles and lookalikes. Uh, there's an ongoing program out to find lookalikes for uh, wherever they're needed, uh, like a doubles database. So basically they've just got a big database of like proper lookalikes not like your fan your you know lookalikes that'll come to your party and that like yeah, actual got like a room where lookalikes are like held in and they're just learning to be this like a like a person like learning to like, yeah. mimic a person so that when that person uh, dies or something happens to them they just replace them like the the movie Saddam Hussein's body double was it Saddam Hussein oh, where his son in the body double oh what's the boy that was called in, uh, Mamma Mia 
Yeah, I know exactly. It's it not just called the double or something. No, no, the doubles, the, the dust, devil's double, something. Like devil's double. Yeah, doubles uh, Dostoevsky. Yeah, so that's 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 the exact same idea. Uh, so basically, uh, that's what's happened to uh, Avril Lavigne. She is dead, and they have they have cloned her. Um, yeah, Illuminati guy. But that would well, it would make sense as to why she married Chad Kroger mm-hmm. from Nickelback. She married a lot of ugly men. She maybe killed him, not bothered with a clone. Just left them. The Dead. um, I I just want to point out that I don't actually believe this bullshit. <laughs> I just came across this this theory and I done a wee bit of research and there's it's actually quite hard to find. So there's not a lot. Of, it's evidence. It's one pieces. guy on YouTube. Yeah, and he's just he's just he's got the crappiest accent. He brings up some pictures and then says that her eyes are different color and really it's just his bad pictures that's just made them look shite. So um, I'm going to debunk that one. I don't even need to look for any proper factual evidence. I'm just going to say that Avril Lavigne is the same girl she's always been. A skater boy. A skater boy at heart. So So that's us. That was this week's Scots Conspiracy <laughs> Corner. Did you Join did in did next did week for when I investigate the real men in black. There's nowhere to go from here <laughs> but down. So right, you go down get, and we'll say goodbye. Get in touch and we'll speak to you next week. Cheers guys. <laughs>